Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Friday, December 15th, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Friday NHL card. Uh, we've got a pretty big Friday card, all t- you know, more than usual, that's for sure. Six games on tap for this uh, Friday. We'll get to those in just a moment. Good to have Alex back uh, on the uh, show with us today for this Friday edition. Uh, let's look back on a pretty wild and crazy uh, Thursday night uh, in the NHL, certainly with a couple of games that we saw last night. We saw the Philadelphia Flyers shootout victory against uh, Washington uh, 4-3, finding a way to win that game, even though they trailed multiple times. So it was really good to see the uh, uh, Flyers persevere and and find a way last night, getting a 4-3 victory uh, at home against the Capitals in that game. Uh, Carolina now back-to-back wins for them after that rough losing streak on the road trip. They beat Detroit 2-1. Um, frustrating loss for me with Calgary, who, you know, back and forth they were with Minnesota, but unfortunately, uh, the Minnesota Wild end up with the uh, three to two shootout win. Philip Gustafson, man, back in the good books right now for the Wild, playing an extremely high level uh, and finding a way. And very disappointing that, you know, I'd mentioned on the show yesterday, all these defensemen out, three terrific defensive minded in their own end defensemen, Tanev for Calgary. Spurgeon and Brodine both out for Minnesota and yet the game stayed under so kind of surprising to me that doesn't mean I abandoned ship though with that theory I still think Minnesota without Brodine and Spurgeon assuming Spurgeon's going to miss some more time as well you know is going to be bad for their blue line long term and really Gustafson if not for him they probably could have given up more than three goals last night so three two in the shootout for Minnesota the St. Louis Blues keep this ridiculous, this amazing, ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous now, but it seems like just it, you could put a peewee hockey team against an NHL team right now. If they fired the head coach, the peewee team, that is, they'd win in that first game. I mean, that's just the way it's been going right now with the uh, first game with the new head coach. And it happens again. St. Louis makes Drew Bannister a winner in his first game behind the bench for the Blues 4-2 uh, in that game for the uh, Blues. Tampa Bay, 7-4 to four against Edmonton, and they have one man and one – well, two men to thank. Steven Stamkos was excellent, obviously. Uh, four goals in that game. And I can't couldn't believe when I heard it. That's his first four-goal game, game of his career, uh, which I was actually I was surprised he hadn't had a single one of those. But last night was the first one. Uh, but it was all Vasilevsky, who faced over 50 shots in that game. And when that game was 3-2 Edmonton, he kept them at 3 for extended period of time, and Tampa Bay took care of the rest. So that was all Andre Vasilevsky stealing two points with an assist from Steven Stamkos last night uh, in that 7-4 win against the Oilers. Uh, 7-1, to Alex. My goodness, your poor Blackhawks last night uh, just get absolutely ripped apart by Seattle. And it was a revenge spot for Seattle, who lost in Chicago. I'm sure that's part of the equation, but the other part of the equation is Chicago's struggling right now. Uh, seven to one loss to the Kraken. The Kraken now two in a row, but that's not good enough for Seattle. They got to get on a roll. They've got to really get on a red hot streak if they want to get their way back into the playoff mix. But that's a good start. Um, there are a lot of people that like Kyler Yamamoto to score in that game, including in our chat yesterday. Uh, and he ends up getting two goals for the 
Kraken in that 7-1 to victory last night uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And it's funny, a good friend of the show, Eddie Lack, said he unloaded on Seattle. And apparently he heard things, and he, he's close with Morozik. Morozik's like, you know, he's a realtor, Eddie Lack, of course, right now. And, like, he's Morozik's like a client of his. Like, he's trying to get a home for Morozik right now. And, of course, he's on the Chicago team. And apparently Chicago got into Seattle, like, like at 8 a.m., the morning of the game in Seattle, they had plane issues apparently uh, going to Seattle. So uh, that apparently is what he said before the game started. <laughs> and obviously I, that maybe played a part in it too, that it was just, you know, they got into Seattle like morning of er, very early morning, the day of the game. And they looked like a team that was like that uh, in that seven, one loss. Well, not to mention, you know, it was just a dreadful uh, game overall for, uh, you know, the, the goaltending for Chicago, there's no question about that. You know, what's amazing about the uh, Chicago goaltending is that we saw five shots uh, and five, uh, five, only five saves there for uh, Morozik when he came in. But Soderblom, man, uh, just absolutely lit up in that game. Uh, you know, seven goals allowed for Soderblom on 24 uh, shots. And uh, that's pretty rough. And he's had a couple, Alex, of these absolute disaster games. I remember yeah. the Arizona game. Uh, in the desert when he gave up a huge boatload of goals. And it happened again last night against Seattle. Salute to Vancouver and to Roberto Luongo on Roberto Luongo night. They put him in the Canucks ring of honor. And Thatcher Demko delivered a Roberto Luongo, Bobby Lou type performance in net last night. 4 nothing shutout for the Vancouver Canucks over the Florida Panthers. Somehow that team was a home underdog last night. If you can explain that to me. I'd really like to know how Vancouver was a home underdog in that game. But somehow they were, and Vancouver gets the uh, job done with a very solid 4 nothing win. They didn't play a good third period. They sat back too much, but Demko shut the door. Uh, they were just nursing the big 4 nothing lead, but they did play good in the first two periods. Besser remains uh, red hot for this team, uh, and uh, a nice 4 nothing win for them over the Panthers. Uh, and we saved the best for last, the craziest for last. I mean, Columbus-Toronto, what do you say? What do you say about what we witnessed last night? Uh, first of all, the first two periods played out like a typical Leaf game, a weeknight home game after a big win against an inferior opponent. Here we go with the Leafs again. Going to lose to an inferior team on home ice, but to be blasted 5 nothing like that uh, in the first two periods, um, just disgraceful, really. And they were awful. They were horrific. Everybody, forwards, defense, Samsonov let in, I think, a couple of suspect goals in that second period. Everybody was bad in the first two periods for Toronto. But we are talking a Columbus team that coming into last night, Alex, they had a minus 23 goal differential in the third period. The third period has been just a disaster for Columbus this season, and it was a disaster again last night. A 5 nothing lead erased. Once Toronto, Alex, got to 5-2 very early in the third, I sensed this could happen. This really could happen, that they could come back. Because you could see Columbus start to panic. Toronto is, and finally the crowd was alive and actually electric in the yeah. third period. Toronto was making that run. They make it 5-3. And then the two goals by Matthews with the net empty, 5-4, 5-5. And it's pandemonium, actually. It sounded like a playoff crowd when they tied the game, actually, in the final minute, tied at 5-5. And just in such leaf fashion, you know, where it looks like they're going to get blown out by Columbus, a bad team. They come all the way back tight in leaf fashion. They just lose all over again in overtime, <laughs> six to five. You just cannot script it. Typical yep. Leafs, incredible stuff. Um, the draw miraculously, and both Alex and I were on it at plus 400. It comes through the Toronto Maple draws. Do it again. Absolute batshit insanity. 
Um, and a great call, by the way, on the Leaf broadcast of the Matthews tying goal by Chris Cuthbert. He had the line of, are you watching this or something like that? Yeah, we are watching this, Chris Cuthbert. It was incredible to watch what transpired there, Alex. Crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, like you said, you know, that that's something we have to keep a note of uh, moving forward with Columbus. Like I said, that goal difference in the third period, this is a team we can't trust at all to hold the lead. And uh, it, even if they're down, uh, you know, heading into the third, they're a team that's going to give up goals uh, late. So that, that, that shows you that there's uh, clearly a team that, you know, they don't have the legs under them or they run out of steam night in, night out. Like I said, Toronto, we've seen them do this time and time again where, you know, they lay an egg early, but then they find their way to go into overtime. And then, like I said, as soon as they get in the OT, uh, you know, you, you pretty much could have faded them right there. And sure enough, uh, they end up losing. So they do get the one point. They give us the draw, which is very nice. But outside of that, it's, you know, same old Toronto, just kind of, uh, you know, playing these inferior teams and, and not giving the desired uh, result that everybody's looking for. Uh, you know, the Calgary, Minnesota, that was the game that I watched uh, the most uh, out of last night. And, you know, once again, the, the overlook, we can't go with these overs with Minnesota now. Even with the defensemen being out, uh, you know, three key defensemen between both teams being out in that game, and and there was that over was pretty much dead in the water uh, after the first twenty minutes. Uh, you know, solid. They back played tighter than a drum, and that's Hines, yeah. by the way. Hines all yeah. over. He's got Hines fingerprints all over it. Yep. Absolutely. So now we can kind of get back to, and it's interesting enough. We talk about the draws with teams like the Islanders and, and the Maple Leafs. You know, the Wild were cashing in a lot of draw tickets the last couple of years. We might have to get back to looking at them in that in that range uh, because they're going to play a lot of these tight games. That was a huge two points for them, getting that uh, shootout win. That that built a, a lot of confidence for them. And then you look at the Tampa Bay-Edmonton game. You know, obviously we talked about how Tampa Bay has just been horrific on the road. Uh, and with the way that Edmonton had been playing, we didn't really expect them to kind of have a, a big, you know, blowout kind of a loss like this. Except Steven Samkos completely went off. Uh, first four-goal game of his career. I was kind of shocked to, to hear that as well. Uh, and, you know, and that was just a, a really, really good effort. And then uh, not much to say about the Hawks. I mean, like I said, it was an Arvid Soderblom start. He looked like crap as usual. And uh, Seattle got a good win. Like I said, they have to build upon now. Uh, you know, get this winning streak going to three, four, five games and try to climb out of that hole that they've dug themselves into over the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They've got to turn this into not just two wins, but five, six, seven wins if they can. I don't know if they're capable of it, but it's what they've got to try to do because they have a lot of ground to make up, obviously, uh, right now uh, in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, no question uh, about that. A uh, shout out to everyone in the uh, chat here joining us uh, on the uh, show on this uh, Beantown Friday edition. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. And a reminder, we made the programming announcements yesterday, but just to reiterate, for those of you that uh, maybe missed it, uh, we're going to be on the air every day, obviously, right through till next Saturday, December 23rd, which is the final day of uh, NHL action before the Christmas break. Then we're off December 24, 25, and 26. So there won't be any shows those three days. We're back on Wednesday, December 27, following the Christmas break. And then we're on every day till New Year's Eve. Uh, and then on that Sunday, December 31st show, New Year's Eve, um, we will be on. Uh, earlier, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, with a big card on New Year's Eve. We'll throw in the Winter Classic preview uh, in for New Year's Day into that Sunday show on New Year's Eve, and then we'll be off New Year's Day and then back pretty much every day after that, starting on Tuesday, January 2nd. So that's the schedule coming up 
with the uh, Ice Guys show. All right, let's get into Friday's games. We'll start Anaheim Ducks, New York Rangers. Rangers minus 320 home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, I'm a little bit pissed. I've gone from the Anaheim Ducks being our little darling here uh, of the NHL for Alex and I to just absolutely disgusted, absolutely pissed with the Anaheim Ducks lately. And it's not because they're losing and, and that's, you know, disappointing. But what has me pissed in particular, angry, furious, filled with rage with Anaheim right now is what happened at the end of that Islanders game. And I'll be honest, it's because it cost me the draw and it cost Alex the draw. You have a power play in a 3-3 game. You're on the road with two minutes to go. The least you need to be able to accomplish as a competent NHL hockey team is get that fucker to overtime and don't make any mistakes. Don't make any sloppy plays with the puck. Don't make any breakdowns. And what do the friggin' Anaheim Ducks do? What do they do? They give up a shorthanded goal with under two minutes to go in the third period to lose them that game 4-3 in regulation uh, to the New York Islanders. Unacceptable. Can't happen. Uh, And somehow it did to the uh, Anaheim Ducks in that game. Just a brutal way to lose uh, the other night and not get a point because they actually played well enough to get a point. And for them not to get one, is just absolutely um, unfortunate for them. And it just shows you the rut and the ma- massive um, skid that this team is in right now. Uh, it's been tough. Uh, they're only 1-9 and nine in their last 10 games. The only victory during that span was an overtime or a shootout win against Colorado. Uh, I don't trust Anaheim here. Not anymore. Um, you know, they're just finding ways to lose on a nightly basis. Not to mention they're running into a Rangers team that you got to think is a kind of in bounce back mode after losing 7-3 to three to Toronto the other night. Um, Peter LaViolette certainly voiced some displeasure about his team, um, you know, not playing well to begin that hockey game against the Leafs, making a lot of mistakes, which they did. So they'll be looking to bounce back. Uh, we expect Jonathan Quick in net tonight for the Rangers, but it isn't confirmed. But the thought process is quick tonight, Shesterkin tomorrow night when they play the Boston Bruins uh, in Boston. So we'll see if that's confirmed. We do know it'll be Lucas Dostal. Uh, who will get the nod for the Ducks tonight uh, in between the pipes. It's been a tough start uh, start to the season for him uh, in particular. He enters tonight with a 3.96 goals against average, 885 save percentage. So Dostal has not had the uh, best of starts to the uh, season. He's young, though, uh, and we'll see if he continues to get better. But I'll be honest, don't really have a lot here. Uh, I don't want Anaheim. Definitely don't want to do much with the Rangers at this price. Over-under is kind of a coin flip. I think the Rangers, you would think, actually want to tighten up, and Quick's actually been very good lately. So I think the combination of tightening up and Quick being in net, and he's been good, kind of makes me lean under. But certainly, you know, I'm not uh, fond of taking too many unders. I've really got to love an under to bet one, but I would kind of lean that way in this game. I might look at a couple props. That's about it. What do you think here, Alex? Ducks, Rangers. Yeah, I, I was maybe trying to look at some of the those MGM parlays, maybe look at a, a Rangers to win and, and then an under. But even with that, I, I'm not really comfortable, you know, uh, except taking that shot with an under. Even with Dostal, somebody who we kind of trusted early on in, in the year, looked pretty sharp, and now he's kind of regressed. This, this whole Ducks team has regressed right now. So, uh, like I said, as far as looking at a total, I, I worry about what we're going to get from Anaheim. Like you said, could the Rangers tighten up and play this and, you know, Quick has a great game and it's 3 nothing. So uh, I'm staying away from it. Like there's there's nothing of value for the Rangers. Even first period puck line, you're only getting plus a dollar ten to plus a dollar fifteen. So uh, Rangers should win this one easily. But there's just no value uh, worth jumping in on in this game. No, it's a little bit tricky here. I would say that for 
excuse me, for sure about uh, this game. There are a couple angles, though. There are a couple angles that you could look at from a prop standpoint in this game. Uh, the one that stands out for sure for the Anaheim Ducks is we've got someone that's, you know, we, if they're going to start scoring goals, he's got to be a, a factor. Uh, we have two two guys, in fact, and they both play on the second line, and it's the former team angle for both of them. Now, Frank Vetrano was not a Ranger for very long, but he was briefly. Uh, and, of course, Ryan Strom, who was with the Rangers for a good portion of time, multiple seasons, who's now with Anaheim. So you've got uh, those two guys, Vetrano and uh, Ryan Strom. If you buy into the former team angle, you could definitely look in that direction for goal prop, assist prop tonight uh, in this game. You know, on the Rangers' side, after the disappointing loss to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in their last game, you know, you'd probably expect a lot of their big guns to be better, like Savannah, Jad, Kreider, Panarin. You know, you may want to look in those directions. I'll throw it a couple, though, down the lineup, though. We've talked about VC previously, but a couple more that you might be interested in as far as props go. Johnny Brzezinski had a two-point game a couple games ago for the Rangers. I've been impressed with the rookie, uh, Will Cooley, who's only 21 years old. He scored two goals in the last five games or so. So uh, there's definitely some down-the-board options here with the New York Rangers that are worth uh, looking at. And speaking of who worth looking at, look at this man's face. It's Jimmy Murphy. He's worth looking at. Back on the show. He's uh, we've, Friday's usually a spot, but, you know, he's trying to work around his the hot red most red hot podcast going the eye test right now with him and his buddy pierre mcguire which is a great show by the way i mean that yes. sincerely. yeah and scotty Bowman episode was amazing he had kent hughes on it was a really insightful episode from the habs gm uh jimmy just here's your chance talk about that podcast talk about working with pierre you know interacting with the audience all the great topics player discussions team discussions that you and pierre have the guests you've had you got something good going with that I appreciate it, guys, too. And I, Alex, I saw you in there. I hope you heard me. I uh, give you a shout out. Yeah, appreciate yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> we uh, we just started actually this this week. We're uh, we're gonna do it every Wednesday now. It's gonna kind of be our chance to interact with our viewers, with the fans, and uh, you can pose questions. Uh, you know that I'll answer for you. You can send it out on Twitter or whatever. Or just do it right there in the chat room, uh, like you guys do here. That's where I got the idea. I took it right from the best. Uh, but no, guys, it, yeah, it's been great. And I apologize. Yeah. I've just been very busy. Uh, it was actually, of course, battling some health issues again. Uh, so that was kind of tough. So I was kind of getting into the podcast and dealing with that at the same time. Um, but it's, um, through the woods on that and it's, it's been unreal guys really, really loving this. Uh, you know, I've always been lucky enough to foster a relationship and stay in touch with Pierre over the years. He's been a great mentor to me. And uh, I don't know, I think it must have been around late October, I think. Uh, Pierre and I were just kind of shooting the breeze on a Sunday, watching hockey, talking as we always do. What do you think of this? What you... And then I, you know, he said to me, hey, why don't we, why don't we do this on a podcast? <laughs> and let's make, he's like, I've been thinking about, it. I want to get into this podcast thing. You know, he's a little older than us. So um, he wasn't really familiar with it. And I said, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> do a podcast with Pierre yeah. McGuire. Okay. And so we hooked on with the Sick Podcast Network uh, out of Montreal. Uh, they they've made their name with uh, Tony Marino, Tony Marinaro's podcast. Yeah, yep. uh, and they they've gotten great you know traffic and reviews and a good fan base up there. And so right now, a lot of I'd say seventy percent of our viewership is Montreal uh, Canadians fans. Is, your is second Montreal home, Montreal yeah. and Quebec. You know, and I, I'm I'm urging all my uh, my followers here in Boston. I 
they need to start representing here and getting on and get the rivalry going on our podcast here. But yeah. no, it's been great. We're getting viewers from all over. And actually, we just finished recording uh, every Friday. Uh, we do this thing because Pierre is just really into college hockey, he coached college hockey. His son plays for Colgate. And we decided we'd do a, uh, a college segment called On Campus every Friday where we've been interviewing uh, nice. college coaches. We've had uh, uh, Jay Pandolfo from Boston University. Yep. Doing uh, a Greg, great job there, that guy. Yeah, Greg Brown and BC. Both those teams have 14 drafted NHLers, yep. Uh, yep. NHL prospects. It's it's insane. And then um, we actually had my alma mater, Greg Carville, who uh, brought a yeah, national team. Of course, yeah. Got to get that. Jimmy's guy on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> great. That was yeah. my favorite one, of course. And uh, we actually just finished. Uh, we just recorded now. Uh, we got Mike Carter, the coach at Colgate, who coaches Pierre's son, Ryan. And guys, I'll tell you, this guy this guy could be on his way to an NHL uh, coaching career, too. He is – he's the new wave, but he's got a little old school mixed in him, too. And, and like, the enthusiasm that oozed out of him in this interview for, for college hockey and for the game of hockey was amazing. It's pretty it's pretty cool because he's a, he's a boy from the prairies in Manitoba. Uh, but ended up playing at Colgate and then traveled all over the world as a player and a coach. And now he's back at his alma mater. So that will drop at about five. But yeah, it's going great, Ron. Every Monday and Wednesday, Friday, we usually drop the episodes at about five o'clock. There you go. Great time. Yeah, the pre-taped. And then you do one live show and it's Wednesday. We do one live on Wednesdays. We're going to do it. Uh, So usually that will be... Probably anyway, like this Wednesday, past Wednesday was a little later, but usually you'll be around like 1.30 will be the live show. But I'll tweet that out there. So if anyone here wants to jump in as well. Um, but yeah, but I missed this, guys. I, you know, I, I, I name drop you all the time. I hope you you hear that. So I do. We've noticed. Yeah, the, I've yeah. heard of Ian Cameron. I've heard of Nice Guys. I've heard uh, uh, the betting show I've been on for years. I've heard yeah. Alex's name now in a recent episode. So we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. And uh, it's good because, you know, if people want a betting show, they know where to go. It's right here. Exactly. No doubt. exactly. You know, well, it's good to hear. We wish you all the best. I've always yes. been a Pierre fan. And like I said, he's got a, you know, quirky personality. But I say I have a quirky personality. So who the hell cares? Like he knows yeah. hockey. He's been through uh, the, you know, the, he's been to so, in so many different capacities, a broadcaster, a coach, you know, in a management uh, capacity, yeah. scouting capacity. Uh, he's been and for 30, 40 plus years, you would say probably by now with Pierre in various roles. So uh, he's got all that insight. And when when he's when I hear him talk hockey, uh, I've always uh, he's very in depth. That's the yeah. word. Yeah, in depth. It, yeah. You know what I, I let you know, and uh, my 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 girlfriend uh, and my mom uh, agree with me. He he's he's the Rain Man of hockey. He's, he's Dustin Hoffman's character. I heard him talking. I want to throw. I don't know if you guys are uh, old enough to remember that movie, but oh, yeah. 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 Oh like, yeah. You, you can talk about a player and say, well, he played his college here. He was over in Europe on the West coast of Finland and yeah. Like, yeah. Turku, Finland. And he's like, Ryman. Oh my goodness, uh, man. How do you unreal. know all this? How do you know it? How's it all up here? Yeah. It just stays there, man. And you know what? I mean, it's kind of, well, you look at who he's mentored by. It was Scotty Bowman and, I don't know yeah. you guys mentioned that episode, but for those that yeah. didn't see it, I mean, look, I, I keep in touch with Scotty as well, but I don't talk to him as often as Pierre. Um, but what like he was so sharp for 91 years of age, man. I mean, he was I just was blown away. Couldn't me- remembering remembering shifts of games. Yeah. You know, like when he, he talked about the too many men on the ice in Montreal, Boston in 1979. 
that famous, you know, Don Cherry was behind the bench for the Bruins in that game. And he's remembering the shift that led to that and how it happened and telling us. And I'm just like, holy shit. Well, he's in great physical health. Clearly, it appeared that way, and great mental health. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was. Uh, being I wish able I didn't recall. smoke so much weed, you know. But geez. <laughs> <laughs> no. And look, yeah, Scotty Bowman too, greatest head coach in yeah. my opinion in NHL history, and he is on that Mount Rushmore of greatest yeah. head coaches in North American professional sports history. Yes. Yeah. It's yep. got, he's up there. He's with up there Belichick with Lombardi. Lombardi. He's up yeah. there, Belichick. He's up there with Red Auerbach in basketball. Uh-huh. Phil Jackson. Uh, think of all your greatest baseball Jackson, managers yeah. right up there with Bruce Bochy or anyone you could think of as some, one of the greatest baseball managers. He's right up there. He's with that group in all North American pro sports. Scotty's on that list, 100%. Yes. Without a doubt, sure. it's got to be with all the success and winning cups in multiple eras, seventies with the Canadians, nineties into the two thousands with the Detroit Red Wings. So absolutely has to be up on that list. Uh, Jimmy Ducks Rangers. We were talking about that on the way in. Um, I know he's a good buddy of yours, Greg Cronin. He's Uh got his first bout of adversity right now as head coach of this Anaheim team with their struggles. Uh, What do you think here? Ducks Rangers. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it's been going on for a few weeks now. And I think, you know, look, what they did in the beginning of the season, I, I think Crow, you know, had to know, and, and the players too, whether they want to admit it or not. And Pat Verbeek and Anaheim had to know it was a bit of a mirage. Uh, and I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are saying that about the Flyers, but that mirage has not come about yet. And God bless them. That, what a great story they are. But, um, you know, they, we know where the Ducks are. They're in a rebuild. But the one thing they usually – are going to give you is effort. Uh, I haven't seen many nights that they've taken off under Greg Cronin. Um, even if it's down, you know, they're losing four to one. They're still trying to the last, the last horn there. So, you know, they're a pesky team and y- y- you look at a game like this and obviously uh, the, the money line isn't too, uh, isn't too friendly. I mean, you want, you want to pick the Rangers. Do I think the Rangers are going to win? Yes, but I mean, do I want to say minus 325 I'm looking at right now on DraftKings? I don't know, you know. And so that's when, you know, you guys come in with the way you guys attack games and are able to maneuver and, and manipulate those those lines and, and find all the loopholes. That's that's why I love being on with you and watching you. But um, I look at this game. Now, I, I don't know, guys, did they have they confirmed that Shesterkin's in net? It's probably quick, but not confirmed because they play the Bruins tomorrow night. They might use Shesterkin. Okay, so that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, on that note, I would actually be more confident in the Rangers uh, and look at maybe the puck line there because Shesterkin's not in a good way right now, boys. I don't know if you've been watching yeah. carefully, but I mean, it's something's off with him. I don't know if he's he's battling an injury or what is it. But you know, I was gonna, I was actually gonna say, and it, it sounds ironic, if he was in net, I I was gonna say, give me the give me the Ducks plus one and a half, you know. But now that he's not. I like the way Quicks played. He's had some stinkers lately, but um, you know, I'll, I'll go with the uh, the puck line, even though it's not the best uh, line to get at minus one thirty. But give me the Rangers on the on the puck line there. Um, and you know, I want to see with the Ducks guys. I haven't had a chance to watch them as much lately, um, but they're they're best. Like I just said, they're a pesky team. Be careful when you're betting against them. I know it's easy to just lay it on against them, but just just watch it because there's there's that one every four games, right, where they're going to yep. show up and surprise you. So just be careful with that going forward. 
They had a 2-0 lead against Winnipeg loss. They were right there with the Islanders and lost. So it's not like they've been blown out every night. Exactly. You know, been in every game. They've been in the Chicago game, the Colorado game, 3-2 in Denver, 5-4 loss to Washington. They've been in every game recently. Yep. They're just not finding ways. It's just unfortunate for them. They're running into a Rangers team that after the Toronto game, you know, they're probably going to want to be a lot better. After they want to unload. I, I, yeah. I would go with the over two uh, yeah. in there as well. So, yeah, I, I wait, I'm with you. They want to take out their frustration right now and, Unfortunately, the Ducks are going to get it. We're, of course, uh, singing the praises of the great legendary Scotty Bowman, but Real Deal Prime Sabres fan has to, uh, with the comment, Scotty couldn't lead the Sabres to a cup, though. That's true, but let's let's be real, though. It's not like his coaching tenure in Buffalo in the 80s was a failure. They went to the playoffs five times in seven seasons yeah. when he coached there, and he just couldn't get it. You know what? He couldn't get past Boston and the Quebec Nordique. And, and here's my answer to that. What coaches led the Buffalo Sabres to a Stanley Cup? Yeah, nobody. Zip. I was gonna. My answer was gonna What's be. Your point? Be the <laughs> yeah, that's because they're the Sabers. That's because they're yeah. the Buffalo Sabers. Sorry, I, you know, not to shit on the Sabers, but <laughs> no, I even I and I grew up loving the Sabers, and I'm shitting on them yeah. now. I was disgusted with that Colorado game the other night. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, After that was all this bull junk and bullshit about trying to play better and put two good games yeah. in a row together. After they beat Arizona, and that's how they started against Colorado on TNT. The other guys, I've said this, you know, and, and look, I, I, I respect him as a coach. I, I think he's a great guy. And, and obviously I know he's going through a tough time right now with his brother, Tony, uh, with his brother, yeah, Tony, but, yeah. but Don Granato is a college coach or an assistant. Yeah. He's just, mm-hmm. he's not an NHL head coach. I, I know the timing to say that is insensitive, but it, I'm just, if we're going to talk real yeah. about hockey, I mean, he, he, they need, I think they need to really look at making a change there. Um, you know, if they want to continue to be in development and rebuild, well, then maybe he's your guy. But when you want to take that next step and get yeah. over the hump, they're going to need another guy behind the bench. And, well, you know, they're locking out because a lot of coaching free agents on the market <laughs> suddenly. So <Yep. laughs> you never know. No, no doubt. I'll tell you what, the, the Sabres would love Scotty Bowman right now. At least they got to the playoffs five years in a row. Well, I wonder would Craig Berube make sense there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, too. And there's so many coaches now that are out there. Barube and Woodcroft. And Everson. Well. Uh, yeah. It's still available. Everson would be a great one. He would be and, a great fit. I would, uh-huh. yeah. And, yeah. and you, know, you know, someone that you have ties to there, uh, Alex, too, I, I keep hearing, and you know, from people I'm talking to in the business, it's only a matter of time before Coach Q, Joel Quinville, will be allowed to come back in and coach in the NHL. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. you go. You know, I mean, that would be a hell of a, a, a land, you know, Say what you will about what the history is and what happened with Coach Q. Sure. That's a whole other subject. But if we're just talking strictly coaching, oh, you yeah. could help that team a lot. Yeah, yeah especially on defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? That this conversation is making the likes of Don Granado, DJ Smith, and others a little bit nervous right now. Yeah, uh, these are the ne- next. You know, I feel bad for DJ Smith though, guys, because I actually think he's a good coach. I oh, just yeah. think that I think that team has got. Look, I think Brady Chuck, Brady Kachuk, I love him on my team and everything. And he's great, but like I think there's a lot of egos on that team in Ottawa that that really their heads blew up a little too early. They read their clippings and, and they're realizing now just how hard it is to win on a consistent basis in the NHL, and they weren't ready to do it, and they thought they were because everybody, including myself, was hyping them up. So. I'm sure he loved the gig when he was there, your buddy, Pierre, but I think there's, I'm not going to speak for him, but a part of him that says maybe a little ease of his mind now that he's out of there in Ottawa with this, some of the stuff that's been going on. Of course, he was there when Dorian was there, and there was probably all kinds of stuff going on. 
Yeah. I know a That's, lot that I can't say. I'll put it that I way. I know. And you know what? You just doing that says all that I needed to yeah. hear. Pretty well, I'll, I'll say one thing, guys, too. Have you seen, uh, you know, since the Dorian firing, have you heard, and or since even since Pierre was fired, have you heard one thing come out bad about Pierre out of Ottawa, in the no. media, no. anywhere? No. no. Have no. you heard one thing bad come out about the Mann brothers, Trevor Mann and his brother, you know, and, and what happened there no. when they were let go? No. no. Have you heard a lot of bad things about Dorian? Yeah. There's your answer. There you go. Yeah. I heard Dorian control freak power, you know, he'd basically, you know, bring a bunch of people to work with him just so they could agree with him all the time or something. Or if, and if he didn't, there'd be. I'm going to stop bleeding. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I'm not that far off the mark apparently, but yeah, uh, definitely uh interesting, uh, interesting, uh, time it was with uh, Dory on there and that's uh, uh the good word used it was interesting it was fascinating uh, yes. when he was there no doubt nashville carolina as we roll along on the friday card we got carolina minus 160 home favorite six the total i was looking at the schedule for uh, which i always do obviously we look to see mm -hmm. where these teams are at as far as their schedule going into a particular game and this is a positively awful schedule spot for carolina when you look at this carolina uh, you know rigorous uh schedule that they have been on this is now since the beginning of december they have had to travel to the very next uh, city and the next game and every time since the beginning of the month which is like 15 days ago they played at home against buffalo and then they started their six game road trip and went to winnipeg edmonton calgary vancouver ottawa and detroit and now they're wrapping up that six game road trip back home tonight oh and on a second of a back-to-back -back, because they were in detroit last night against the Red Wings. Ooh. This for the Carolina Hurricanes is going to be their seventh game in 14 days. Seventh in 14. I don't know if I've seen that many games in that short of a period of time in a, in a while. That is absolutely brutal here going into this matchup against Nashville. I think it's a tricky spot for the uh, uh, Hurricanes. I'm expecting anti-Ronta in that simply because we saw Kochetkov last night in the two-to-one win against Detroit. And I don't think he's as good as Kochetkov right now. And to Kochetkov's credit, he's had two good games this week, the Ottawa win and the Detroit win. He started both of those games. And now back home on a back-to-back, -back, I expect anti-Ronta in that, although it hasn't been confirmed, projected to be UC Soros for uh, Nashville. Um, I think Nashville's live in this game, really do. They won both meetings against Carolina last year, 5-3 in Carolina, and a 3 nothing win in Nashville. So they went 2-0, and swept the uh, Hurricanes last year uh, in the two meetings. So, yes, they're turning a corner, Andrew. I get that. I think this is one of those situations where, yes, they're playing better. The last two wins, you know, put aside their struggles before that. You can see them turning things around a bit, but this spot's just too tough, in my opinion. That long a trip, back-to-back, -back, seventh game in 14 days, the inferior goalie, in my opinion right now, likely a net in Ronta. Uh, compared to Kochakov, who's bounced back and played a lot better in the last two wins for uh, the Hurricanes. I'm taking a shot with the dog here. I like Nashville, plus 140. Might also have a small, small sprinkle on the draw. The one thing that would concern me, though, with that is the lack of uh, overtime history head-to-head -head with the two teams. So just small with the draw, but primarily I like Nashville here in this spot, plus 140. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Preds, Hurricanes. Yeah, you mentioned about with that, you know, seven games in the, in the last 14 nights. I think this could be a little those games where we see goals here. So I'm going to wait for the first period and full game overs. I'm going to grab plus money with one and a half and over five and a half. 
and I'll pregame play both teams to score in the first period. You can get that at BetMGM. Shop around for that, too, because I'm seeing plus 175 there, where I'm seeing plus 155 to plus 160 at other shops. So both teams to score in the first period, and then live looks for the first period and full game overs. All right, so there you go. First period, both teams to score, and we'll look for a live over as well. Uh, What do you think here, Jimmy? Nashville, Carolina. I'm going to jump on that both teams to score in the first period as well and the over in the first period. And – Nashville on the money line in the first period as well. Um, but then I'm also going to take the draw. Uh, I like Carolina to find their legs later in the game and come back into this. Uh, and then who knows from there what happens. But I, So those are my three right there. Yeah, those are all, uh, excuse me, interesting looks. I mean, Philip Forsberg, Gustav Nyquist, uh, it's amazing how good they have been lately for the uh, Nashville Predators. We'll see if they can uh, keep it up here tonight. Uh, in this game against uh, Carolina. Ajo, you know, is someone that we were waiting on to get things rolling for the uh, Hurricanes to get them out of that rut. He's been better lately, and he needs to be good because you haven't – Tara Vinen's cooled off. Um, You haven't gotten what you expected from Seth Jarvis. Um, And also, too, Marty Natchez hasn't nearly been as consistent offensively as he was last year. You need a lot out of Ajo. Uh, And finally, he got things rolling here, these last two wins – for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I'll throw a prop out there that's worth a look here. It's an old friend of Alex and I. Uh, three points in the last four games, two goals in the last four games. Stefan Nason, and now on the top line here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So if I'm looking at one player prop in particular tonight, that's who it would be. I think a really, really good uh, look there with him on the top line, Stefan Nason for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes tonight. All right. Boston Bruins, New York Islanders. We've got the Bruins minus 125 road favorites, five and a half the total. Jimmy's the one that mentioned, uh, you know, in a in our DMs last week about there was an illness and a flu bug of some kind running through the Bruins a little bit before they played Buffalo. And sure enough, in that game, they didn't <coughs> lost the Bruins at all. What were they outshot 40 to 26 and they lost to Buffalo uh, in that game? I think they've gradually gotten over that. Uh, but still, this is a team that's had to deal with an illness bug. They've had to deal with key injuries. Obviously, Charlie McAvoy out. Pavel Zaka, a a big loss as well. That's been their number one center uh, all year for this Bruins team. And, you know, this is not the time I'm running to bet Boston right now. Let's put it that way uh, with what we've seen from them. They lost to Buffalo. It was a harder-than-expected win that they had to skate past Arizona uh, last weekend in that game. Uh, Struggled to really put distance against New Jersey. And you let the Devils hang around the other night. They'll come back and get you. And that's exactly what happened. Devils come back two to one win in overtime in that game. So can't say I'm comfortable with where the Bruins are at in terms of their short-term current form. Uh, Linus Allmark and Ilya Sorokin, by the way, your goaltending matchup here in this game. And I'm willing to, I'm finally willing to give in and say, all right, Islanders, you've impressed me now long enough that, you know, I'm going to take a a step back before betting against you uh, at this point in time. And, you know, I don't think it's what they can do is sustainable. What I believe is that there's going to be spots to fade the Islanders moving forward. I just don't know if tonight's the night because I'm unsettled with the way the Bruins have looked in the last few games, and they dearly miss McAvoy, and they miss Zaka. Although credit, it was a phenomenal call for Alex and I in the last game against New Jersey, betting the guy, and he ended up scoring the only goal for Boston against New Jersey. Morgan Geeky, we were all over that. Bargain bin special of the night, uh, plus 380. He was to score a goal in that game, um, and he, of course, found the back of the net. And, of course, with Zaka still out, he's right back there on that set number one spot on the center spot with Pasternak. And it looks like Danton Heinen I'm seeing 
maybe on the uh, left side mm -hmm. with the uh, uh knock and Morgan Geeky top line. So there's another player prop value selection that might be just waiting to happen here tonight for the uh, Bruins. And I'll be honest with you, you would have told me before the season, the Bruins are going to find it easier to score and get their offense going against the Islanders than the Devils. I would have said you're nuts. But that's exactly where we're at right now. The Islanders have, it's like the anti-Barry Trotz Islanders. All defense, no offense. And now they're the polar opposite right now with Lane Lambert. They're scoring in bunches. I mean, this Islanders team is scoring like four or five a night in most games. And they can't keep the puck out of their own net. They're giving up a lot of goals in bunches. Yeah. So I think this is an opportunity, especially after only scoring one goal. Boston to find a little life offensively. I think the Islanders can chip in some goals. And believe it or not, Bruins Islanders series history. Some people may not be so sure about what you would expect. Would it be? And maybe some people would think going back to the trots days, you've probably seen a lot of unders with the Bruins versus the Islanders, but that hasn't been the case. Four of the last five head to head meetings have gone over the total with Boston and the New York Islanders. So I am on the draw here. Of course, I got to be on a draw with the New York Islanders. I simply have to be. That's all this team does is play close games one after another. Uh, we've talked about it endlessly on this show. They've gone past regulation in five of their last nine games. And uh, the Bruins, actually, you know, they've gone to overtime two of their last five games, including the Jersey game uh, in their last one. So back to the well with another Islanders uh, over, or sorry, another Islanders draw. Draw Island, we're calling it, or the Drawlanders, uh, as some of our chat members are calling it. So back to the well with the draw, plus 360, really good price with that. And I'm also on over five and a half here. The Islanders have been an over machine. You're getting a cheap number here at five and a half, and I'm taking advantage of it. So uh, Bruins Islanders draw plus 360 and also over five and a half minus 120 uh, in this game. Alex, uh, Bruins Islanders. Yeah, I'm running the, the same thing with you. I'm going that uh, first period over and uh, over five and a half. I'm going to wait couple of minutes and try and grab plus money. We're already at a dollar twenty on both of those plays. So you should be able to secure plus money in, in good time. And also going with the draw. Like I said, we have to ride that with the Islanders uh with the streak right now. So shop around. The best price I'm seeing is that fan do a plus three fifty. Like I said, you know, definitely want to make sure to, to shop around and find the best prices because I'm seeing it as low as two ninety now. Books are catching up with the Islanders playing in uh, a lot of these games past regulation. Yeah, exactly. So the draw on the over for me and Alex in the same feeling the same way about this one here and a great prop game. Like I say, Geeky and Heinen, they're both on the top line for Boston. Terrific prop value uh, with the both of them. In fact, I'm going to uh, double check right now, see what kind of adjustment, you know, if we have seen any adjustment with the uh, props tonight. It looks like Morgan Geeky tonight is pl still plus 370. Uh, at FanDuel and you can get Danton Heinen. Holy shit. Plus 600 at Bet Rivers. Plus six hundred on Danton Heinen, and he, if if it's if this is true, and he's playing with Geeky and Pasternak, that is value I cannot turn down. Danton Heinen plus six hundred to find the back of the net tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Boston Bruins, New York Islanders. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of tossed here too, guys. So I'm going to go with you on that draw, um, and also I'm I'm all about props in this as well, and some some long shots, so to speak, but ones that make sense. I agree with you. Danton Heinen's nice. Morgan Geeky's nice. But let me look at Jesper Boquist. Second game back up in the NHL after 24 games down in the AHL. And he's skating on the line that really you could argue um, two. Usually it's it's Trent, Trent Frederick, James Van Riemsdyk, 
and Charlie Coyle that are together. But because of injuries, Jim Montgomery has kind of shuffled things around. But he's still got Frederick. And let me see here. He's got Frederick and JVR together still. He's moved Frederick to the center, which I like. Love his size up the middle. Actually, guys, if you look at the Bruins right now tonight, up the middle, they have got some size. And I'm sure it's done on purpose because they're playing such a heavy team. The Islanders, Morgan Geeky, Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick, and John Beecher up the middle. But give me Jesper Boquist to score. And I'm looking at a plus 740 right now uh, for Boquist to get a goal. Um, I'm going to go with you on, on Geeky as well again. And guys on the Islanders side, give me Noah Dobson to light the lamp as well. Yeah, and even if you want to take Noah Dobson over one and a half points at a really big plus price, it might be something to consider because he has had multi-point games, I believe, in three of the last five or three of the last six for the uh, New York Islanders. And in fact, multi-point games in two straight as well coming into tonight. So you can get a really big plus money on Noah Dobson, who has been factoring in for a lot of the offense lately for the New York Islanders, uh, no question. So it's a good prop game. You know, it really is. There's a great uh, uh, great uh, opportunity. And Boston, by the way, second line tonight will be Coyle with um, DeBrusque and Marchand. That looks to be the uh, second line uh, for the uh, Bruins tonight here in this game. And uh, Jesper Boquist, I'll, I might have to take a look into that more, uh, as Jimmy says, on the third line with JVR and uh, Trent Frederick here in this uh, game tonight. But credit to the Bruins. Like, McAvoy's out, Forbert's out, but they're getting the most they can at a low ride, as we say, Mason low ride. <laughs> Um, Ian Mitchell, um, you know, they're doing the best they can with what they've got. And even in a lot on Lindholm's plate too, he's really one that's got to deliver yeah. the goods right now for Boston with these injuries on the blue line. We'll see if they do it. And I got to give Montgomery credit. I mean, uh, you know, you have to put someone on the, he had the guts to say, you know what, we're going to put Morgan geeky, the number one center. And in his first game in that spot against New Jersey, he was the best player for the Bruins that night. He was outstanding. Like he was I'm all glad. over the ice, scores the one goal. I mean, that's a hell of a great coaching maneuver. And that tells you the coaching of Montgomery to put he's him in that spot and look what he got out of him. Yeah, he's feeling the pulse of his team. And that's what a coach yeah. is going to do. And I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up too, because he's getting a lot of crap here in Boston about the way he's handling Matthew Poitier. Poitier's not playing, as you noticed there tonight. Yeah. Uh, but they're doing the same thing that the Ducks are doing with Leo Carlson, just applying some load management. This is a scheduled night off. Why not? It's a, it's the first of a back-to-back, and they got the Rangers coming to town tomorrow uh, in Boston, and they got to turn around and play that team who basically just kicked their ass a few weeks back down at MSG. So, look, I got no problem with that. And, you know, guys, I'm sure, not that it's a gambling-related thing, but just in terms of hockey, like, p- fans today become too in love with prospects. You know, you get a little glimpse, they shine, and then – but. Anyone that's watching the game or watches the game regularly knows that a lot of times a rookie starts to feel the rigors of the NHL and realize how hard it is physically and mentally to do this on a nightly basis. And and that's what's happened to Poitier. And that's, that's not a knock on him. This isn't Jim Montgomery scolding him or punishing him by any means. It's just being real and being realistic. And his, his job isn't to um, massage personalities or, or, or make, you know, make Poitier feel confident every single time he's there. It's his job is to coach and to win. And that's what he's trying to do. So I think he's kind of getting an unfair uh, rap here in Boston. Uh, I think, you know what, it's it's not, we're, this is not like a parent scolding a child or, or punishing a child. This is, you're right. It's a grind. 
these kids coming out of college or junior, this is a lot of, this is a hard, this is the best league in the world, the hardest league in the world. You're playing every other night. Sometimes you just need a break, a rest. And it's you need to re- 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 right? Button. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Recharge the batteries. And also, when you're up in the press box, you're seeing the game from a different perspective. And that oftentimes is really yep. good for a young really player. Yep. yep. So no issues with the philosophy there. Uh, involving uh, resting uh, Matt Potra tonight if if you're Jim Montgomery. All right, Ottawa-Dallas. We've got the Stars minus 200, home favorites, uh, six and a half the total. I know Alex has all the figures and stats regarding this first period over with Dallas, but it's nuts. I think it's like eight straight, seven straight, something like that, and I think it's like 16 and three, uh, close to that in terms of the last 19 games, but it's been absolutely incredible. And you look at every recent Dallas game too, the Detroit game, the Vegas game, the Florida game last week, go on and on. Look at the just the explosion of goals in the opening 20 minutes of every recent Dallas Stars game. Uh, it's been impossible to ignore. Um, so even I'm uh, totally in with the uh, Ottawa-Dallas here, first period over, one and a half, minus 130. This is one of those 70, this is one of those 80-20 splits percentage-wise for me. 80% on first period over. 20% on full game over six and a half, but I definitely want a greater percentage of my overall wager on the first period over, because I think that's even the stronger look here with the Sens and the stars. You got a Dallas team that's had no issue scoring early in games. Ottawa, I think off a disheartening loss to St. Louis last night where they just ran into a blues buzzsaw in the first game with Drew Bannister as the head coach, which is that familiar angle team just bears down, plays great, plays their ass off, goes through a wall the first game after a coaching change, and we saw that from St. Louis. Unfortunately, Ottawa had to run into the receiving end of that last night against the Blues, but I expect Ottawa now, after another loss, to be ultra-aggressive. we got to start strong. We haven't started as well the last few games, so I think there's that opportunity for them to maybe push pace and find a way to get on the board early uh, in this game. Not to mention, you know, it has been a rough struggle for Jake Ottinger. We love Ottinger. We think he'll be fine long-term. He'll find his game. But uh, Ottinger's numbers lately have not been great. He gives up three, six, five, and four in the last four games. So that's a grand total of uh, it's it's 18 goals in the last four starts for uh, Jake Ottinger. So uh, he hasn't been at his best. I think we see a lot of goals in this game overall, but especially a lot of goals early. Nothing on the side for me. I don't want Ottawa to, uh, on a back-to-back but I'm not laying this price with an inconsistent, kind of a defensively challenged, at least at the moment, Dallas Stars team. So over one and a half, minus 130 primarily, and a smaller look toward uh, the full game over as well. Uh, Alex, Ottawa, Dallas. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, I'm riding the wave once again. Seven straight first period overs, 19 and five the last 24 uh, with the Dallas Stars. So I grabbed minus uh, 135 on the over one and a half uh, late last night. Anything 140 or cheaper, play it now. If you see 145s or higher, wait and try to grab it at a cheaper price in game. Uh, also taking a shot with both teams to score. I grabbed that at plus 155 at Bet Online. And there is a player prop that I like for the Dallas Stars tonight. It's not Essa Lindell. Uh, it's not Essa Lindell. We got, we got lucky with him once, but there is a Stars player I like for the bargain tonight. By the way, Jimmy, I, I don't know if you heard about it, but earlier this week, Bargain bin special of the night selection from Alex was Esselindell for Dallas against Detroit at plus 11.50. He was plus 11.50 to score, and he yeah. scored at the buzzer beater at the end of the first period wow. to give Dallas a 2-1 lead in that game. What a call. And I think that, that goal. Up, 
Huh? The goal cashed in, and that goal cashed in Ian's uh, first period puck line on that game, and I had the first period. Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think that that beats the that the last bargain bin I did, guys, was the uh, Matt Dumba. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. yeah. I think That's I right. think that beats me on that. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. I'm gonna go out on top of my bargain. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like as far as this game you just goes, go out guys, on a high. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this game goes. Uh, I, I love. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I haven't been on in a while. So here's your. Famous Jimmy Puck line, give me the Dallas Stars minus one and a half. I think this Senators team is, uh, they're going down. They're going to go into a tailspin right now. And, you know, as I was saying, I think he's, he, given what he has to deal with and and the way expectations were set way too high, I don't blame DJ Smith here. I think this is all on Pierre Dorian. Um, but I don't think DJ Smith makes it to the new year. Um you know, it's tough to get fired around the holidays, but uh, it's part of the business. So I like uh, the Dallas Stars minus one and a half in this, guys. And I'm going to do a little uh, a little prop there on the goal scoring to my friends. And I am going to go. Here's one for you. Uh, out of the blue, just because I think he's a nice guy. I got to cover him for a few years, and he's long overdue. I don't even know if he's in the lineup. I'm just doing this on a hunch. Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Former Bruin. Yeah. Knew it. Just for the Craig Smith. sake, but I'm not advising anyone to take that advice. That's just it's just a fun call. That's all. Yeah, he's 34 years old now, so he's been around the block most of his career with Nashville, a few years in Boston, then end of the year he with was, Washington last year. Now he, Dallas. Yep. I'm telling you, his personality and and the teammate he was is the only reason he lasted so long in Boston. I'm telling you. Yep. Now, personally, do you think he'd be good in media after he retires? It kind of sounds. Oh, that he'd way. be great. Yeah, he'd yep. be great. Yeah, if go. I was TNT or ESPN, I'd be looking all over them. If I was ESPN, I'd be looking to overhaul the whole. Yeah, ESPN whole. needs more good talent on the in the studio. TNT's set. TNT's good. They got a nice yeah. little thing going with their. Oh, I, I gotta say too, not to yeah. sidetrack here. Biz is driving me nuts lately. Oh yeah, like, he's reeling in a bit. You're, he's trying too much to be the next Don Cherry, and I, just be yourself. That's all. When he's I naturally think. funny, he's good. When he's yeah, when he tries too hard sometimes man. to be funny, yeah. yeah. He, 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 and and the stuff where he's, he's challenging Butch Goring yeah. to a fight. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like, yeah. show have some class, man. Come on. Yeah, he's not a big. He's not making many friends that are Islander fans right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been uh, ragging on the island. He's been ragging on the Islanders for years. I think he's still really frustrated. They beat his Leafs the other night. Uh, yeah. in that game where they uh, Tavares got his thousandth point, and then typical Leafs, right? We talk about typical Leafs. They come all the way back, tie the game, only to lose in overtime against Columbus yeah. last night. Same thing, thousandth point for Tavares, tie the game, and they end up losing in overtime. That's <laughs> just. Hey, by, by the way, guys, have you been hitting on the draws with the Leafs or what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, been all over it for days, oh, if not weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, Toronto Maple draws. They have been good <laughs> or bad. <bankroll. laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a T-shirt, man. Oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming, coming soon. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Toronto Maple Draws. Uh, they oh, are oh, leading yeah. the NHL in most games that have gone past regulation this year. It's, it's insane. Uh, and uh, not surprising, uh, considering the amount of times we've been on those bets, no doubt. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I miss, miss anything? Oh, maybe a Mason Marchment prop in the uh, Dallas game. Uh, I still think he's undervalued here, and I would expect him to maybe find the back of the net. All right, San Jose, Arizona. Uh, Arizona Coyotes minus 210 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Now, there's four bets that I'm on primarily. We might sprinkle on a couple others as far as props go. Because for San Jose right now, um, 
you know, they're getting a little healthier up front. And the, the reason why they're playing better, Hurdle back being, uh, being back makes a difference. Barabanov being back makes a difference. William Eklund, that young kid who actually is one of their better prospects, is starting to really get comfortable and play better. Fabian Zetterland, who they got from New Jersey, you know, is starting to turn things up a little bit. So they've got some of these pieces that were supposed to be capable of making a difference offensively for the Sharks. Well, they finally are. That's part of it. And look, they've gotten slightly better defensive and goaltending play than I think a lot of people thought. But they have been on a very solid run, 6-3 and three, San Jose in their last nine games. They've been mm-hmm. an underdog in every single game. You look at this recent run, they had that six-game road trip. You wonder if they're going to run out of gas at some point. Like I was shocked that they played as well as they did against Winnipeg. In a historical spot where San Jose is terrible in, off a long road trip coming back home. There were great San Jose teams. We said this the other day, Jimmy. Great San Jose teams with Thornton and Marlowe and Pavelski uh, years and years ago that they would be brutal back home off a long road trip. And yet here's one of the worst San Jose teams in recent memory, and they come back home from that long road trip, and they beat a great Winnipeg Jets team 2-1. Yeah. to one. So it's borderline amazing what they're doing right now. You and I've been riding – like, what did Mike Greer say in that meeting? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. That's and everybody of... was bashing him, yep. saying, well, you put this team together. You knew what you were getting into. You you constructed it to, to get the top overall pick or to rebuild. And they're bashing him that he called that meeting. Well, ever since that meeting, I don't have the record in front of me, but it's got to be pretty damn good ever since he met with the team. It's been much better. It's been much better for sure. Uh, it's definitely a winning record. Uh, and it's been even better lately. I mean, six. they beat Vancouver at home. They beat Washington at home. And then they started the road trip with that loss to Boston, which wasn't nearly as lopsided as the 3 nothing no, score would indicate. Then they beat Jersey. They almost beat the Rangers, beat the Islanders in OT. And that's when I started to jump onto the Sharks a little bit. Was the was the Ranger game. I was on them in some form. I think it was uh, team total and over. Then I had Sharks in the draw against the Islanders. Both of those cashed. I was on... Um, I believe just the draw against Detroit with San Jose and that cashed with the Vegas game, San Jose and the draw. I took it there. I tried it again with Winnipeg the other night It uh, San Jose cashed. The draw didn't. I'm going back to the well. It's the same two bets, San Jose and the draw tonight. You know, I've got to look that way uh, at this point in time until I see a change in San Jose's current form, which I have not seen yet. You can get plus 170 on them to uh, on the money line tonight. And you can get upwards of plus, uh, you know, 370 uh, with them on the draw uh, here in this game tonight. I'm inclined to look in that direction. And let's also not forget, you remember last year in Arizona was so good at Mullet Arena. They were awesome. Their home record was awesome. Well, guess who went 2-0 at Arizona last year? San Jose. San Jose beat them twice in Arizona at Mullet Arena last year. In fact, they swept the three games. San Jose against Arizona last year. So they played this team really well. They're playing their best hockey right now. Uh, and I'd expect that to continue. So, you know, I think they're live. And to me, look, nobody, I love me some Arizona at home sometimes, no question. But look at the spot. They're off a long road trip. They're struggling right now. They've lost four in a row. They're laying 200. San Jose's played this team very well. So I'm on the dog here, plus 180, the draw plus 380. And I'm also going to go over the total. I think a sloppy game with Arizona back home off the road trip. Their defense has kind of regressed. The goaltending from Ingram has not been terrible, but it's regressed a little bit from the red-hot run he was in just a week ago. So there you go. A lot for me in this game. Sharks, draw, and over 6.5 and 
uh, in this one. And also Michael Carcone. How can we not? Uh, even though I like San Jose in this game, how do we not come back to the well with the double-digit goal score as long as he's going to be priced in that plus 380 range to score a goal as he is once again here tonight? Uh, Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, Arizona. Yeah, I, was, I saw a plus 360 for Carcone to score at FanDuel. I do like that, but I'm staying away from the side here. Like I said, there's no way I could play Arizona uh, coming home off a road trip and at, at this price, even with a, a regulation price. Certainly wouldn't be looking at, at Arizona here, but this Sharks team, I haven't been riding it like you have, Ian, and, and I feel like this is one of those spots. If I jump on it and grab the dog, we see San Jose kind of regress a little bit. So I, I'm just being cautious and staying out of this game. All right, a pass for Alex here with this one. Yeah, the Shark team total, Perlo likes that. I wouldn't talk you out of that. It's, yeah, plus 360, uh, by the way, the best price for Michael Carcone to score tonight, which, once again, I do like that uh, quite a bit with the double-digit goals he's had. And by the way, we're we might uh, we're on the radar potentially uh, in the New Year's. Uh, he's, tr- he's trying to find some time for us, but we might have Jason Demers, former NHLer, uh, on the uh, show, and he's doing some NHL network uh, work right now down south. Uh, and uh, this is... Uh, quote the Jason Demers Bowl because he played a lot of years for both of these teams uh, the San Jose Sharks and the Arizona Coyotes so we'll see how it plays out Jimmy what do you think here San Jose Arizona loving the draw here boys that's my play there you go the draw this is another team San Jose they've been draw machines uh three of their last four games have gone to either overtime or a shootout so riding the wave uh that's exactly what we're doing here with the uh, draw in this one all right final game Buffalo Vegas. We've got the uh, Golden Knights minus 220 home favorite, six and a half the total. I need this is my pass. Alex passed the last game. This is kind of my pass here tonight. I need to get away from Buffalo games for a while. They're ticking me off. I don't like this inconsistency. You can't, there's no rhyme or reason to anything you see from Buffalo. Last year, you used to be able to count on them to bring an A level of effort, win or lose, in this road underdog role against good teams. This season, it's a crapshoot. It's a flip of a coin because they've had a bunch of everything as far as results in these roles as a road underdog against good teams. They got crushed by New Jersey as a road underdog, seven to two. They get crushed by Carolina as a road underdog, six to two uh, earlier this month. They get crushed by Colorado, of course, in their last game, five to one as a road underdog. But they also have beaten the Rangers and the Bruins as a big road underdog in the last month. So it's really a guessing game right now with Buffalo. Oh, if they show up, if they're playing well, they have a chance to compete against a team like Vegas. But you never know. Is this going to be a Buffalo team that rises up like they did against the Bruins and the Rangers tonight against this Vegas team? Give them a tough go. Or is this going to be a Buffalo team that got trampled by the Devils, the Hurricanes, and the Avalanche in three of the recent times they've been a big road underdog? So there's just a lot of volatility and variance right now with this Sabres team. Too much for me to get interested in it. I will say this, Vegas has not had it easy the last couple games. They haven't played great. They escape with overtime shootout wins against the Flames and the Sharks. So I'd lean slightly to the draw, but other than that, not a whole lot here. Alex, what do you think? Buffalo, Vegas. Yeah, this is a game that I don't really have a lot that I like. Uh, Someone in the chat did mention about this is Jack Eichel's first time playing against Buffalo since he's won the Stanley Cup. I could see him having maybe a little bit of a night. Uh, I've seen it, Ben MGM. You can get that's actually good because he's destroyed Buffalo head to head a couple. It's been Buffalo. Remember, he had a huge night with Vegas yeah. against them. 
So, yeah, so I'm taking a shot with him over one and a half points at plus 170. I think that's the only thing I'm going to be be delving into here. I don't want anything with Vegas at, at this high of a price. Like you said, at, you know, backing Buffalo has not been a uh, winning proposition of late. So staying off sides and totals here is going to go with the Jack Eichel prop over one and a half points at plus 170. Yeah, exactly. I think that's worth a lot. I think that's a good bet over one and a half. It's a good night to take a shot with the plus money on over one and a half points. I think for Jack Eichel, no question. There is a goal prop that I like on Buffalo. See, you know, to me, I say if you like Buffalo, uh, I would say just take a shot with this goal prop on Zach Benson, who's up on the top line with Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck. He got their only goal against Colorado uh, on Wednesday night in the 5-1 loss. And I mentioned now that he's on the top line, this is a very good young player. He's not even 20 years old yet. He was their first-round pick this past year in the draft. He scored that highlight reel goal against Washington several weeks ago for his first NHL goal. He scored their only goal against Colorado, and he's up on the top line, so he's getting opportunity here uh, with Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck. I cashed the goal prop with Zach Benson on Wednesday, and I'm going to go back to the well with it here, plus 500 at FanDuel uh, for Zach Benson to find the back of the net here for Buffalo tonight. Again, top-line player, plus 500. It is Tough to turn down a bet like that. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Buffalo, Vegas. Jimmy Pass. Jimmy Pass. There we go for the uh, Sabres and the Golden Knights. All right. Great stuff. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Uh, over 240 live viewers right now. We appreciate it very much. Hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already. A reminder, patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month. Our daily uh, betting card, player props, and all the totals charts, uh, the power ratings, goalie charts, and more. Uh, bonus content galore in January and beyond. And again, there is a possibility maybe the membership options at YouTube will not be renewed in January. And if not, that's where it's all going to go, Patreon. And we're still going to bring you the members-only content that we planned all along. We're going to have bonus shows, bonus videos, impromptu live betcasts that all of a sudden, there we are betcast for patreon members only that are subscribed for ten dollars a month so make sure you check that out patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month and the ice guys store get your ice guys merch and gear and we've got plenty of new items uh, on the uh, way in the new year as well iceguys.myspreadshop.com yeah you got to get pretty much uh express rush delivery now if you want to get uh, anything from the store in time for the holidays so uh, time is definitely running out there, but definitely want to shop at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. And before we get to two of our favorite segments, the bargain bin special of the night and the uh, best bet segment, it's pretty much been the worst bet segment for me lately with that, but we're going to turn it around eventually with the best bets. The bargain bins have been great though. Uh, no question. Before we get to those two bargain bin special of the night and best bet time to hear from our great Friday sponsors, Boston Hemp Inc., Proud sponsor of Beantown Friday here on the Ice Guys.
All right, make sure you check them out, bostonhempinc.com, sponsor of Beantown Friday here uh, on the ice, guys. All right, bargain bin special of the night. I know we've got a bunch of uh, good options on the board. And, Alex, I know you've got one lined up. Uh, very th- close calls last night. Donato was a good thought. Yeah. You know, Camp and Gregor for the Leafs were a good thought, but it just didn't pan out. And that's what we always say. It's we, When it works out, it's great, but you're not always going to have that. We can't score the goals for these guys. We can only bet them in these positive expectation lineup situations, but it doesn't always mean that they're going to always capitalize and cash in and convert. So just always make, and last night was one of those nights. It was a dry run for our three bargain bin looks. Uh, Alex, tonight for this Friday, what do you got for bargain bin special? Yeah, so we're looking at that Dallas-Ottawa game, and like I said, it's not Essel and Dell. We're looking at another blue liner, though, who did get a couple of goals uh, in, in that last game for the Stars against Detroit. We're going with Miro Heiskanen. Plus 650 to get a goal anytime. Uh, he scored two goals and got an assist in that last game. He's had three shots on goal in four of his last five contests. I think he'll be firing the puck off, and I think he'll be able to find one getting back in the net. So plus 650 is available at FanDuel, and uh, I think MGM had plus 600 as well. So we're taking a shot with Miro Heiskin to get a goal. Plus 600. That is my bargain special tonight. All right, Miro Haskin and Dallas Stars, plus 600. I'm seeing even 650 at FanDuel, so incredible prices there for Miro Haskin and the great defenseman for the Dallas Stars for Alex with his bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Jimmy, do you have, I know you said you were going to retire maybe after that Matt Dumba, but yeah. is there anyone you want to throw out there for tonight? I mean, I'll just I'll just leave the Boquist one, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll double dip with him, so that's my bargain bin. All right, Jesper Boquist playing on the third line for the uh, Boston Bruins. That plus 750, by the way, at points bet for his uh, goal prop. So that is a big bargain one for sure. I'm tempted to come back to Morgan Geeky, but, you know, we used him the other night. We do want to put some variety into it. And I actually like this price even better with his line mate tonight, Danton Heinen for the uh, Boston Ooh, Bruins. What a pickup. What, yeah. what a pickup by Don Sweeney. Yeah, no doubt. Danton Heinen with the Bruins plus 600 is available at Bet Rivers with Danton Heinen to find the back of the net, playing with Geeky, who scored, of course, against New Jersey, and Pasternak uh, on that top line for the Bruins. So it's a great price. Uh, Danton Heinen, Boston Bruins, plus 600 for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bet time. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, head right back to that Stars game. We're going with that first period over with Dallas against Ottawa tonight. 19-5 and run. Uh, like I said, they've gotten seven straight, and we're getting dollar thirty-five to the over one and a half uh, in the first period with the Sens and Stars tonight. That is my best bet. Dallas, Ottawa, first period over. All right, there it is. Sens and Stars over one and a half first period. A bet I like as well. Uh, that is best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like best bet tonight? I'm gonna stay right there in Big D, boys, and give me that Dallas Stars puck line. All right, Dallas puck line, minus one and a half against the uh, Ottawa Senators at uh, plus 120 is what we're looking at with that uh, price on Stars puck line for Jimmy Murphy. My best bet, uh, let's see if we can get one finally here tonight. Boston Islanders over five and a half, minus 120. Price is cheap. Islanders are an over machine. Four of the last five meetings have gone over. Let's go with the over five and a half, minus 120. Bruins Islanders. Uh, for my best bet for this Friday card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Jimmy, it is great to have you back in the rotation. Hopefully yep. next Friday we'll have you in, uh, as well. Uh, and I think it's going to be – we're on Friday uh, both weeks. Uh, yeah, both remaining Fridays we're on. There's no days off, 22nd and 29th. I know 29th in between 
Christmas and New Year's, things might get hectic. But Friday's your spot. So whenever you're around, Jimmy, you're always welcome. Yes. Sounds good. I should be able to do next Friday because we're actually not on uh, the uh, – we won't be on. The eye test is off that day. So that will make it easier. All right, there we go. So we'll have Jimmy back likely next uh, Friday. Looking forward to that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Join us tomorrow again on Saturday. A huge card coming up, as always, on Saturday. And Zach Urban's back in the fold again with us again tomorrow on the show. So looking forward to that. Join us again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys.